Hey, hey, everybody, it is Tim Gillette, and we're back with another Tim Gillette show. I'm Tim, your host, all right, as I guess so, the show's named after me, but it's not about me. It's about the coolest people on the planet. Yeah, I have actually got the feelers out there. I can reach out on the planet and find the cool people and bring them to this show. Now, when I say cool, these people are doing world-changing things. They are actually impacting the world they are in, impacting the whole world as in general, and they are actually doing it even through the pandemic. They're still changing people. They're still changing lives. Today's guest is no different. Today's guest is someone that I get to meet for the first time, guys. You're going to see this on air. Charlene Walters, uh, we've never had a conversation other than the minute before we went live. That's it. So everything I'm going to find out, just like the other ones, is... A surprise to me, and I like it that way. So let me bring Charlene up here and see what she's up to. Hey, Charlene Walters, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tim. Hey, everyone. I'm happy to be here with you today. So you look relaxed like you're in your living room. I'm still in the office. What's This what's is actually my office, although it looks like a living room. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I finally graduated. I'm, I'm a condo guy. So we graduated to the office. I got an office this last condo in 2018. Okay. Before that, I was living room, dining room, uh, bedroom for my office. So uh, how long have you had a nice office that you've been able to work on? <laughs> I've had this office for a long time, you know, I'm kind of, my desk is over in one corner. I've got everything else going on. So it's sort of a multi-purpose room, but Love it here. Definitely have moved in and upgraded a little bit during the pandemic for sure. Oh, did, yeah. Did, did you did you grow any dust during the pandemic? I'm curious. Oh, yeah. A little bit of dust. A little bit of dust. You probably can pick it up in the background. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you have a cleaning lady who comes out that just couldn't come out and all of a sudden you had to do it yourself? Yes. <laughs> you caught me. <laughs> uh I can relate. I don't know how, but I can relate. Yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> you have caught me, yes. And it, it's sort of like in some ways relaxing, right? Because now you don't have someone scheduled to come in. You don't have to get ready for them. But in other ways, it's like, oh, boy, I need help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the things that I never thought that I would like totally miss until the pandemic come along. And I'm like, oh, my God, I missed that. You know, <laughs> and it was like, you know, little things like that. Uh, uh, I did. Now, I was in the car wash industry for years. And ever since I sold it in 2004, I've not washed my own car. I okay. literally, I'm like, I can get it done now by somebody else for the first time in my life. I'm paying for that service and I don't right. mind, you know, uh, but any services during the pandemic, they were like, man, I, I can't wait to get back. And do you have any of those? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like, you know, going to the gym was a big one. I was doing personal training. I got on this big, healthy personal training kick right before. So that was one I missed, but I was able to do that virtually. You mentioned the cleaning lady, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, luckily, everything's starting to come back to normal now. So we're mm -hmm. able to get them back. Yeah, uh, it come back to normal as in, you know what I mean? Well, you know, I live in Texas. So like, you know, we, we, we got back to normal a couple of months ago. Uh, my partner on my other podcast, she's in California. So our topic today on that show uh, was wearing masks because like it's new to them that they don't have to wear masks. <laughs> I'm like, oh, in Texas, we've been, we've been dealing with that for a few months now. You know? <laughs> I know. It's so weird. Like, at first, everybody was so nervous. They're yeah. like, should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? And everybody sort of still was. Then all of a sudden, once you sort of rip that Band-Aid off, nobody's in a mask. It's nobody's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, forget yeah. it. We don't need this anymore. So 
So let's talk about the pandemic in business. All right. Yes. Now through this, now I know you're a coach, you're, you know, branding, you're, you're kind of along the same lines of what I do, but did you get more business during the pandemic or did you just float along? Yeah. So a lot of different things happened to me during the pandemic. I actually launched a book right during the pandemic, which was very interesting. So I have gotten more business, but I've also gotten busier with the book, which as you know, is just a lot of promoting and doing mm -hmm. that myself. So that's a lot of events I added onto my schedule. So I feel like I haven't stopped during the pandemic. It's been everybody who watches me said, oh my God, you're doing so many things. And that's sort of how I feel. You know, it's been super hectic. And though we've had to do everything digitally, it's sort of enabled us to do more, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. So no, I was set up for the digital because I've been doing live streaming and, and you know, like one blab and Periscope. I've been using them since 2015. So I was kind of okay when this came, I was set up, but my coach, the guy who taught me how to market, all right, this is like rock star guy, had to call me up and ask me how to use Zoom. <laughs> my mom did that to me yeah. actually. <laughs> I had to help her with her meetings on Zoom. Yes, I know. It's it's kind of funny. Now, I've been actually working from home for a long, long time. And yeah. so I was sort of an old pro. But I do like the fact that so many events went virtual. So we're able to be in multiple cities all in one day, which I think is cool. Yeah. Uh, now, I have not spoken back at a live event yet. All right. Have you spoken back at a live event yet? Uh, a live in person? No, I have not. I've only done virtual events. Okay. So yeah, I have not, now I've had my own live event, which is a monthly meetup we have here in Dallas, but I've not spoken to anybody else's live event yet. August is right now my first one that I have mm -hmm. scheduled, but like I have friends who are now posting up like, yes, I'm out, I'm speaking at, you know, <laughs> Joe's conference for, uh, you know, for iron workers or something like that. I'm like, hey man, I'm glad some people are back out there working. So yeah, they're starting to do that. You know, I did do, I actually lied. I did do one book signing at an actual Barnes and Nobles in person. So that's yeah. been my first one. But other than that, mostly everything's still been virtual. How did you, how did you feel about doing the book signing? All right. With the pandemic, were you okay with that? Or did you get, you have some nerves go along? Yeah, I'm fine. Like I, I'm not nervous now that I'm vaccinated. I feel like maybe I'm overly carefree now, <laughs> perhaps, but I felt okay about it. I know people are all different. Some people are still nervous. Some aren't. I think, you know, I kind of will watch and wait and see what happens. But mm -hmm. for now, I've sort of adjusted, I think. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now me, I mean, I, I, I kind of allude a little bit towards my story when, before we went live is, um, you know, my story is like I had Zig Ziglar tell me to be a speaker, but I didn't have the self-confidence for years. It took me to do that. And I know some of us speakers, we're great on stage, but like we want to go to the back room afterwards. <laughs> I don't know if you're that way or not. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like an introvert. I don't know if you're an introvert. So like this made me more of an introvert. The pandemic made me more of an introvert than I ever thought I was. And I realized I had to, I had to push myself when I go out to events. To yeah, talk to people I think I think I'm right there with you. You know, I'm naturally very introverted. It's something I never liked about myself when I was young. And I pushed really hard to make yeah. myself more extroverted. And now when I take the personality test, I'm actually test as an extrovert, but I'm like slightly over the line, but, you know, and so I love going to parties, events and seeing people, but I definitely am a person who I can go for a little while. And then I also, same thing, I need a break. Mm -hmm. I need to escape somewhere and get a little rest. So I think the pandemic has been kind of good for our introverted sides because we've been able to stay home and kind of come on when we're on, right. And then disappear off yeah. camera. So uh, have, you know, with, with your business, have you been meeting any clients one-on-one -on -one or in person, 
or have you all been digital for the past year? We've all been digital for the past year, you know, meeting, you know, on camera, on Zoom, wherever it may be. And it's been great. I mean, I love that. I think some people feel like you can't connect as much on Zoom. I think it's totally fine. You can really connect. Oh, wait. And I did have one of them actually fly to Charlotte to see me. So I take that back. They okay. came and actually met with me in person and we did a little video here. But other than that, it's been yeah. all on Zoom. But I think, you know, I like people. I love talking to people. So whether it's via Zoom or in person, I think it's all the same. I've made, I always consider my acquaintances, my friends and, you know, happy to connect. So yeah. all good. How about you? Uh, you know, when it, when it comes to this, now, now I've had a few uh, few clients, they get with my one program, they get a five-hour session with me here at the house. And oh, great. I've had three of them during the pandemic came oh, here for awesome. it. awesome. Very so, cool. Uh, you know, but, you know, we we, we, we weren't tight and hugging like we normally would. <laughs> all right. Uh, since the vaccine come out, nobody's come to the house since the vaccine now. Uh, those three clients who came here also live in the Dallas area. Okay. <laughs> they didn't have to fly in for it. So a lot right. of my clients, uh, they live, you know, uh, I've got Philadelphia, Orange County, uh, you know, California. I mean, I've got them all over the country. Right. From, you know, for all four corners. So they're not flying in for it yet. But I did this, uh, you know, Charlene. I had, you know, Bob Berg's on the podcast. He said he's not going back to live speaking. He's going to only do virtually from now on. Interesting. Um but I found throughout the pandemic, and like you said, you kind of liked Zoom and everything. I don't talk on the phone hardly at all anymore. I I I talk on Zoom. I right. make people make a Zoom appointment with me now, but because I can see their eyes. Yeah. I mean, what do you think of that? I, I agree. Yeah, I hardly ever talk on the phone anymore either. I think it's a lot better that way. It's mm -hmm. nice to see people and connect and have that, you know, FaceTime, which you can get pretty easily. I think it's great. Yeah. So um so your business now, I, I understand you're, you're a branding and, uh, you know what I mean? And business, is it, is it mentorship or coaching or are you? Yeah, uh, it's all of the above. You know, I work with entrepreneurs mainly and a lot of them are sometimes starting their business. Sometimes they're trying to kind of scale up. Other times they've got a new product, you know, that they're launching. Sometimes it's just I'm working with people on personal branding. I work with some entrepreneurs too. It, it's a variety of things, but I just, you know, try to help people in any way that they can. Sometimes it's even just like work-life balance. Some people really struggle with that and just kind of overcoming some of the, you know, obstacles they have, or maybe they don't feel confident to do whatever it is they want to do next. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, uh, and, and when you got started in this, what was your, your main purpose behind doing this? Was it that you seen a need or was it like you kind of started somewhere yeah. and ended up here? I sort of ended up here. I have done a lot of things. I've had a background in marketing and sales mainly, and then I got involved in higher ed. And at one point in higher ed, I started working on curriculum and I developed a digital entrepreneurship MBA program. Mm -hmm. So I started working with all these entrepreneurs, helping with the curriculum, creating these plans like business plans, mentoring the students there. And then I also started doing some work with Entrepreneur Magazine's Ask an Expert platform, where I was also doing kind of some consulting mentoring too. Then I started doing it as sort of a side hustle and eventually left my full-time position to do this full-time. So I really enjoy doing that. I enjoy speaking. I also, you know, writing books, contributing to different outlets and doing a variety. I feel like I do a really big variety of things. I also recently launched a TV show, which is called Launch, where I talk to other business experts. And so 
I just am doing a lot of the things that I find fun, which is so wonderful for us as entrepreneurs that we have that ability to control what we're actually working on. Yeah. Um, you know, when I got started down the line, what I was doing in coaching, I, I started this to be a speaker first because Zig told me to do it. He says, Tim, you do it. So I, <laughs> Uh, but trying to figure out my niche, all right, and what I was good at. I was great at helping people in business, but in the beginning, um, I was in the well, I was in the car wash industry, and I couldn't be in it. I was I was in a do not compete clause for ten years, oh, but boy. I couldn't go in and, and and consult in that industry. Okay, all right, and so I had to find something else, and I started out, you know, as general business, but I went down the road into branding and to marketing because basically I realized personally I sucked at sales. So I just like over learned how to over market myself to by the time they came to me, I'm just <laughs> taking orders. Yeah. You know, okay. Yep. Let me get your order for that. You know, that's great. That, that was me finding my flaws. And most people are like, don't put yourself down. I'm not, I just learned to be really good at something right? to overcompensate for something. And you're learning in marketing. And now I noticed you, you also went through education. You got a, you got a PhD in, don't you? Or, or yeah, I do. I have a yeah. PhD in marketing. Um, my background interestingly is in sales. I mm -hmm. started as an English major undergrad and then the first job, you know, as an English major, you're not really tons of jobs like, all right, English major, <laughs> please apply. So I ended up getting a sales position, but I was actually really good at that. I like, you know, I guess I just friendly, I like to build rapport with people. It was B2B. So it was easy to do that. And so I sort of got, you know, my feet wet with that. And then I went in on to get my MBA because I sort of developed a love for business and I wanted to learn more. And, you know, I kind of combined all my loves eventually, but I got the PhD in marketing because that was sort of my background and I wanted to have the credentials to go along with what I thought I was good at. Well, we, we said English. All right. I, I still think uh, that my English teacher from 10th grade and 11th grade in high school is probably rolled over in his grave right now going, Gillette wrote a book. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was it. Like, you know, the book is a big thing. I always wanted to write a book and it, it was sort of one of those things I put on hold. I was having lunch with a colleague. He said, he's writing a book. I thought, darn, he's writing a book. I need to give back on my book. And it sort of, you know, pushed me to go back to it. But I think the writing is always helpful in business anywhere you go. It's a great skill to have. I think we ultimately end up putting all the things we're good at together in some kind of unique and crazy way. And, and it worked out for both of us that way, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and how many books do you have out now? Just the one or? I have just one. I'm working on another one and I have another one. I've written a memoir, but I haven't published it yet. I'm not quite finished. We're kind of sitting on that one. So I've got one out, another on the way and one other kind of waiting in the wings. Yeah. How about I've you? Got, I've got, uh, I've got, if I showed you the folders I have over here, <laughs> um, I've got All like 30 some odd folders of books planned. Okay. Wow. One of my own published. I actually have two that are published digitally. And then, but I'm like five time number one best selling author in compilation books. Awesome. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I, I've been in a ton of compilation books. And like every time someone does another one, they're like, oh, we want you to do something. All right, sure, here you go. Well, uh, yeah, I think those are brilliant because then you get those 30 people in that book to promote it everywhere and it instantly yeah. goes up to number one. So I think it's it's a good concept and a great idea. I, and I still have, uh, there's, there's, uh, one of them that I still have, like I was on the front cover of it because the deal I got was I was on the front cover. I was one of those celebrities in his, his mastermind. And I don't think I've sold one copy of those books. I give them away <laughs> to my clients when they join literally. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, you know, that's the thing with the book. The beautiful thing about it is you can use it to, you know, to win friends and give it as a perk to people. So books are very valuable. 
So uh, let me ask you this. What book have you read that was the most influential to you in your life? Oh, my gosh. Most I told you, I didn't know what the question was going to be. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm not really one of those people who ever says, like, this one person influenced me or this one book. There's a lot of great books I've read. I'm trying to think of something. In, uh, I love Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I think that's oh, a yeah, me too. great yeah. book. No. Just amazing. I read Barbara Corcoran's biography. I don't know if you've read that one. I've not Tale. read Barbara's yet, no. It no. is so great. I mean, just her background and the clever things she did just to move up in the business world. So interesting. You know, just a lot of, I pull inspiration from all kinds of different people. I love to hear the stories. And what I love, particularly about really successful people and reading what they've done, is that you find out and you know that it's never been easy for them. Like they had the same doubts, they had the same problems that all of us have, you know? So yep. I think it's so important to share those stories. I, I One of the books that, I, I mean, I've got a book, I kind of always have it here. This is like this one I found on a friend's coffee table once. The Game of Life, I haven't read that one. It's called The Game of Life and How to Play It. It was written in 1925. Oh, wow. I mean, like this, and like, well, I still think it's some modern, anyway, It's that's one of my motivationals. Also, I, how to win friends and influence people. Is that's a great book too. That I, read I read that early on. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, that and I read another one called "What to Say When You Talk to Yourself." That was like I read that in like 1991 or 92. <laughs> like it was a long time ago. But those were impactful books. I don't think about it until like you know what I mean. Someone says something about. It, I'm like I'm like yeah, I read that book, and then it makes you want to go pick it up again. Go back and revisit yeah, it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but like I find these interesting ones, as you said, from most successful people and some of the stuff they've gone through. I read Gene Simmons's book, Me, Inc. Huh. And when you read, I mean, you, you're, you, we're all thinking Gene Simmons, super rock star guy. Yeah. When you read about his early years in life, oh my gosh. I'm like, you know, yeah, this is a man who went through some of the same crap you did, Tim. <laughs> all right. And he, he made it in, in the world. And, you know, he came to America. He couldn't speak a, speak a lick of English. And mm -hmm. you couldn't tell he's a foreigner. Right. right? No, you can't. That, when I think about that, Charlene, and I think about how you and I are helping our clients, all right, and how many times they want to come out about, yeah, but that's my heritage. Or, yeah, but that's my issue. And we read in these books, and you and I are studied on, don't you want to go, dude, go look at what Gene Simmons did. <laughs> go look at what Barbara Corcoran did. All right. Your struggle ain't nothing, dude. <laughs> do, you wanna, do you really want to go? Uh, you really want to go to your clients like, dude, get over it. Look what they did. Yes, absolutely. You know, and I think, you know, so many of us, we want this instant success. And I'm sure people do this to you too. Like, tell me exactly what you did because I want to do it. Like, there is no exact recipe. Otherwise, we'd all be selling it, copying, yeah. whatever, you know. You have to kind of just keep going and, and, sort of forge your own connections in your own way sometimes and make it happen. And, and that doesn't happen overnight, unfortunately. So another thing when you say about that, though, is finding your own path is uh, I'm doing this with one of my clients. We're doing this video series on the TV show Undercover Billionaire. Okay. Now, cool. I watched the first series of Undercover Billionaire. I've got it recorded and it's like my when I'm down, I pull up an episode up and watch it on my office TV. <laughs> but like that motivated me because like that guy who went through, he went to Erie, Pennsylvania and he's like, I'm, I'm a billionaire, but I'm going to go. Can't use my money. Can't use my contacts. I'm going to go to a city you dump me in and I'm going to make, I'm going to build a business there in 90 days. And I'm like, wow. Um, but then we sit and look at our things and like, oh, well, why, what, you know, the pandemic's pretty thing. Well, great. We were all dumped into that situation in the pandemic. Right. Why aren't we doing it? Right. We'll watch it. We'll watch it on TV. But why aren't we doing it? All right. And I don't know if you're critical on yourself like I am. I'm critical on myself like that. 
But how many times have your clients come and go, man, I wish I could do that. And you want to go, there it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy, you know, to give advice sometimes, but I find that we're often, we don't follow it ourselves, right? We're mm -hmm. telling everybody else we've got it all completely figured out and we see it. But when we're too close to it, it's never enough for, and we are critical yeah. of ourselves and we pick on, you know, we think things aren't good enough, not fast enough, but from the outside, everyone's like, oh, that's amazing, you know? Yeah. And, and we've all gone through challenges. All right. Now, I, I mean, I was reading a little bit about your about section. All right. You, you went through some challenges to be where you are today. Uh, would you mind sharing some of them with us? Sure. So I'd say my biggest life challenge is that while ago when my kids were young they were two and four my husband left for work one day and was involved in an accident unexpected completely and passed away you know immediately and mm -hmm. so it sort of was obviously very sad and just turned my life upside down and i found myself as a single mom i was in the middle of getting my phd i was working i just thought there is no way i'm going to finish this phd there is no way i'm going to go on and do everything i want to professionally i cannot raise these two kids on my own i just you know it's not what i would have picked for myself oh great i you know i can't wait to be a single mom i can't wait to do all these things and so as it turns out, you know, anyone does in such a bad situation is you don't really have time to feel bad for yourself with two little kids. You dig deep and you do what you have to do. And, you know, things have changed a lot for me, but I've done a lot of things that I don't think I would have done had my husband lived. I think my path would have been completely different. So there's always a silver lining with things. Of course, it's been really challenging and difficult, but I've been able to make it through and do all those things that I wanted to do and more. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and, and you know, that, that is uh, a challenge to, to, to lose a partner. I, I mean, I tell people the, the, the moment I grew up was when I lost my dad. Yes. All right. And, and it was a sudden type deal, you know, uh, 11 years ago now, sudden. And that was the hardest thing for, in the world for me. And people didn't know it. My, my wife or girlfriend at the time, she knew it because basically that night I almost damn, broke down and cried in our room in our bedroom. But, right. um, that was a horrible night, but the world didn't know because I had to go back out. I was the oldest son. I had to step up. I had to, I had to get my mom back home. I had to do all this stuff. I, I didn't have time for it. Yeah. That's Sitting for the pity party. That's that, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That brings me to the question I want to ask you is, do you feel sometimes that those hardships that we're put under is the fire that God needed to put under us to do the, the good he wanted us to do on this planet? I absolutely, you know, I'm able to help other people. I want to, you know, be an example. I think when this happened to me, I couldn't think of anyone who had a husband who died so young, you know, that I was ironically living in a neighborhood with a lot of older retired people. And I was the only one who wow. was a widow, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm so young, you know, I'm in my thirties and I don't, you know, this shouldn't be happening, but it has, it's enabled me to go on and do a lot of great things. I've really grown in terms of confidence. You know, I've become so much more confident because I had to do everything on my own. I've just pushed myself and pushed myself a lot more. And I agree that these things happen to us to change us. And I've definitely changed a lot since that experience. And now, I'm as well. Yeah. Yeah. But now if a client comes to you, all right, and they just, you know, a young lady who's in her 30s just happens to have lost her husband. Uh, let's say it's, you know, not necessarily because of a death, but because of divorce. All right. What, what do you do to encourage them? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, uh, people might have more sympathy for you if your husband died than maybe a divorce, I'd say probably, yeah, yeah. even though I, you know, I haven't been through a divorce, but I'm, I'm sure 
And I think it's the same kind of thing because ultimately what happened is that your life did not go as you expected. You had a plan. That was your plan. That's what you're counting on. And it's not. So I would talk to them about trying to come up with a new plan. This is the same in business. When a business failure happens, you know, it happens to me in business. Like I have a plan for something. It doesn't go right. I have to sit, just maybe give myself a little time off and get back to it and start coming up with a new plan. And it's the same for them. I would advise them that it'll be okay. You know, everyone gets through everything. It's not what you wanted, but there's probably something better waiting for you on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I, and I do, I think that's true. And I, I can't help but think of, um, there's a, I read all these little motivational clips and stories online. And one of them is the story of the mouse. Oh, basically if he's in the water, all right. And he's just about to give up. They pull him out of the water and give him a break, but then they put him back in the water and he will now go instead of 40 minutes, he'll go 36 hours. Oh, right. <laughs> and it's sometimes that we, 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 we get that, uh, we're, we're, we're just exhausted. And then someone picks us up. I assume that's what you are to your clients. You're picking them up. Let's sit over here and relax a little bit. Do you find them when they jump back in, they'll go a lot longer before they hit another wall? Absolutely. You know, and and that's what I'm doing a lot of times. And I'm sure you are too, is we're working with people. It's not that they can't do anything or they won't do anything or they're not smart enough or they're not good enough. They totally are. But sometimes you just need that person pushing for you, rooting for you, organizing and saying, hey, let's really look at what happened here. It's not as bad as you think. You know, you've got what it takes. Here's what we're doing next. And, and it's really gratifying to see the progress. Cool, cool. Well, uh, let me switch gears here a little bit and talk about some of the mentorship and help that you've gotten over the years. All right. First of all, mom and dad, how were they at mentoring you to be who you are today? <laughs> you know, I, I go to my mom all the time, like because I've worked from home for so long, even when I was working in the corporate world, like I have no coworkers right here with me. So I call my mom like, guess what happened today? And she's like, oh, that person is doing, you know, she understands. Luckily, luckily, she's been a great, calm influence on me. She understands business. She understands people. She was kind of early on one of the first people involved with computer programming and IT, which is really unusual for her at the time for a woman to be involved with that. So I have her. She's a great uh, person I go to all along the way. I would say, you know, early on, though, my parents did talk me out of some things that I wanted to do, some of the less practical careers. Mm -hmm. And I think that if I would change anything, maybe I would have changed, you know, maybe listening to that advice and maybe going where I wanted. But I think ultimately, we do end up where we need to be. And then otherwise, you know, I've just had a lot of great people along the way that have even said, you know, a couple of sentences to me that have really stuck with me and just changed the way I look at things. I remember I had a college uh, professor once. I wasn't particularly close to him or anything, but he wrote on a paper. It was a paper about what we wanted to do career-wise. And I put on there, there was a bunch of different things I wanted to do. I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be a psychologist. I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be all these things. And I said, I just can't decide between. He said, you don't need to decide. You can do all these things, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, oh. He thinks I can do all these things. And I, you know, early on when I was young, I didn't have a lot of confidence. You were mentioning before, yeah. you know, early on you didn't either. So I thought, oh, he thinks I can do all these things. That's really interesting, you know, and it, and it pushed me. So it's like I just grab those little snippets in life and hold on to them. And that's really what I've had more than any one specific mentor. Cool, cool. Now, I personally have, and this kind of alluded to that, but maybe there's another. Uh, I personally always love to tell this story when it comes to mentors. I had someone that gave me job advice, all right? It was in Tewksbury, Massachusetts, 1988. Let, let you know a little bit of how old I am. Uh, 1988, 
and it was a boss, a part-time job. And he gave me advice about how to run my shift at the work. And he said, basically, when you're here from 4 to 10 p.m., you own this business. Act like you own it. Because of that, I now take ownership of everything I do and I have since that day. That was a boss giving me job advice, which turned into life advice. It sounds like that that uh, that that professor that you had kind of the same thing. But did anybody else do that to you? Yeah, you know, I also and it was I'm trying to think I might have been up and no, I was in Rhode Island. So we're all in the similar. Area. I had a boss and she said, you have to give to receive. And mm-hmm. she would give me we were in sales at the time. She would give me a few things that she could have just taken for herself. Right. And that really always stuck with me because it's so true when you're working with other people and you're collaborating, you have to give something to get something. And so many times people want to just take, 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 but you can't just always take, you have to like kind of spread the wealth. And I think it all comes back to you in the end. So that was really excellent advice. And I've had other people just along the way, you know, and whenever I'm in something new, I try to connect with someone who knows what they're doing. Like with the book publishing, I didn't know anything about that business. There's a lot to learn. It's not, you know, not what you dream about. Like, oh, you just write this good book and oh yeah, it'll just get picked up and published and put everywhere. You know, there's so much that I didn't know. So I met with a couple of people who knew what they were talking about and I listened to their advice and I followed it. And that's what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, how many times, though, uh, have you changed careers over the years? So I wanted to ask you that. I don't know if I have you. All right. Yeah. I sort of go back and forth between a couple of generals, but probably quite a few times. I kind of vacillate between sales and marketing and then higher ed. I've always been sort of in that. And then eventually I launched out on my own to the mentoring things. So things are often related, but I've kind of moved around a little bit. I sort of feel like... I don't know if it's that I get bored, I get frustrated, something. I feel like I've learned everything I need to know. There's nothing else I can pull from this opportunity. And then I move to the next thing. And I, I don't know if that's typical for people, that that's definitely been my story all along. Well, well, like the Robert Kiyosaki, he always said, it's like, you know, rich people don't work for money. They work for experience. And I'm like, right. the older I get, the more I understand that. And the more, and the more I understand it, the less I understand it. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if you get that way. It's like, oh my gosh. Uh, I, I can make all kinds of money over there, but I don't want to do that anymore. Now I want to go over here because I can learn something new over here. <laughs> yes. I'm very much, you know, pushed and inspired. And like, I I've been at times where it's the people you're working with too. And if you don't feel like they're doing inspiring and innovative things and you're not feeling pushed and motivated by them, you can't really hang around them because then you just yeah. feel like you're being dragged down. So you've got to find new people. And the more I get out in the world and network with people and I've Definitely during the pandemic, I would say my network has just exploded much Mm -hmm. more so. I love new people. I love new ideas. I love this conversation we're having. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm always getting great things. And that's what I need to keep doing. So, yes, I guess I don't stick with it forever. (laughs) There is an expiration date. (laughs) But uh, uh, do you think about this? And I know you you said you had two kids. Do you think about the things I'm doing? Uh, Am I showing my kids by example, the proper things. I mean, is that something that crosses your mind in everything you do? Because I know me growing up, all right, I had a dad who, you know, tried to, tried to work a job and he kept getting laid off. Okay. So like, I I never, I've never held a full-time job more than 18 months working for somebody else. I just can't take it. (laughs) I gotta, I gotta quit and start another business. But anyway, but I always thought about that. Am I teach, am I teaching my daughter that, you know what I mean? Ah, when it doesn't get good, you just leave. Or what am I really teaching my daughter with my my life? I mean, does that come to your mind? 
I, you know, I haven't probably switched as often. It sounds like you switch a little more often than you. Maybe my patience is more like five, six, seven years or something like that. Yes, I that's why I have it. I have people who are better than me on the show, Charlene, all the time. All right, just to let everybody know that you know, don't follow them. Follow Charlene; she's better at this. No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I do. I I do experience the same thing. I think it's just more long, longer. Yeah. I well, I have two teenage girls, so all this time being a single mom, there's all these negative stereotypes out there with single moms, and I have tried extraordinarily hard to be a great example for them to show them, you know, that what they can do to be both mom and dad for them to do things right. So I put a lot of thought into that. And all I want for both of them is to be really happy to work towards something they love and to try their best. I only get upset when I feel like they're not trying as much as they could. Otherwise, I think it's all good. And both of them, you know, they've already got really big career plans. They've got it all laid out, you know, without me telling them what to do. So I think, you know, as far as career and guidance goes, I think I'm doing okay. Do they think I'm the coolest thing ever? The thing writing a book is cool or doing this show or doing it now, <laughs> but maybe someday they will. Right. You know how teenagers are. My, oh, my, my, my daughter from 14 to, to 18 was like, she didn't like me all that much. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, 19 to uh, 28. All right. You know, all those years of, she started college, quit, started college, quit, started college, quit. You know what I mean? And, and always, I can go live with dad. <laughs> you love dad then, though, by the way. Yeah. Well, anyway. I think that's what you need to be. You need to be that safe place for them where yeah. they know that they're loved and they know that, you know, they can always rely on you. And I think if you do that, you've done you've done a great job. So yeah. my kids are four. My girls are 14 and 16. So I'm sort of in those devil years right now. <laughs> that yeah. <you> <laughs> and yeah. I've got a double whammy because I've got two of them. Two of them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I have now I have two stepsons, but yeah, two stepsons that I love dear, but like all of my my kids now uh this coming year will be over 30. Okay. Well, so, good for you. You yeah. started young, right? Uh yes, I started young. Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> um I am fortunate enough that I am able to, you know, I lost my dad uh 11 years ago. I lost my father-in-law uh 8 years ago. All right. And I'm still fortunate enough my mom is retired and moved down here to where she lives next to me in Texas. And I go to coffee with my mother every morning. Every morning I go with over the car, I pick her up at her condo and we go get coffee together. Um, those are things that, you know, my, my daughter, she loved when she was living here in Texas to go have, have that thing with her. And we look at those teenage years and I, I got to tell you, uh, uh, Charlene, that there's a lot of dumb things I did when I was a teenager, but I'm thankful now that I get to spend that. And I know my daughter even said to me, you know, in her late twenties, she was glad she lived close to me so we could go do things like coffee every day and stuff like that. So anyway, just that's, a thought on that thing with kids. <laughs> that's really nice. Yeah. yeah. And you know, my, actually my father-in-law just passed away a couple of weeks ago now, you know, and that since my husband passed away a long time ago, it's been almost 11 years. Mm -hmm. He had been my connection to that side of the family. So I sort of really understand, mm -hmm. you know, how, how traumatic that is. My dad is still alive, but losing my father-in-law, you know, that was a big, um, big sadness for me. So yeah, my, my, uh, my wife and I's uh, parents, my mom is the only one left alive. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's, and, and unfortunately for me, I, I went through divorce two times. All right. <laughs> I didn't learn That's the first time. You know, a third time's a charm. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. So third time's a charm. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so like my, my wife, um, you know, I mean, very, very close with my mother. 
All right. And we look at those relationships. My father-in-law, you know, I was lucky to come that, that I came into her life when he was still alive. And those last five years of his life, I was there to share with them. And I took a road trip with him once. Oh, and uh, the road trip, I mean, he, he we're not like a uh, hundred miles outside of Dallas on the road trip. And he tells me this, he says, you know, this whole thing about, you know, if he passes away, he was, he was a, 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 a chemistry professor at a college down here. So if he passes away, he says his body gets donated to the local university for, for science. Okay. And I'm like, okay, but you're, you're not dying on this trip, dad, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, I know. It's, they, they start planning. You know, the weird thing about, about death and, and people is you just don't know when it's going to happen a lot of times. And I think that's just a reminder. And you mentioned your dad passed away suddenly. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, although you don't want to see anyone sick and no. suffering, I think when you have those kind of instant, yeah. you know, impacts changing your life, you kind of understand things differently. And that's how I feel about my kids. I try to enjoy them as much as I can, you know, spend quality time with them and make sure because you just, you just never know in life. Yeah. So yeah, my dad was getting a massage. He went oh. in because he had a pain in his in his back, and it was his heart giving out. Oh no! Yeah, but it's. I, I always say, you know, hey, I, I would rather be getting a massage and die. <laughs> than, it isn't the worst. Through. Yeah, it isn't yeah. the worst way to go. I guess it isn't the worst way. To go. So anyway, um, you know, it, some interesting conversations we've had here around everything and stuff. What are some fun things that you like to do, Charlene? <laughs> well, you know, we have here. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina now. I've originally from Connecticut. I lived in Florida, California, all over the place. We have a whitewater rafting center here and I love to go whitewater rafting. I love to go kayaking. Although I went a couple of days ago with my daughter. She really wanted to go and her friend. We got onto this raft with this rowdy group of college kids. It's like, yeah, let's go faster. Let's do this. Let's. So they wanted to do all these really crazy dangerous things. So there was nine of us on that raft. I tell you, our raft flipped over in a completely over in, in a rapid. I was stuck underneath that thing. I think I had enough fun <laughs> with whitewater rafting now. That was very traumatic. Although the two girls, my daughter and her friend are like, yeah, that was fun. My daughter lost her shoe permanently. We, one of her shoes, we can't find it. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, that's enough. I mean, I got pinned under that raft. We were all sort of on top of each other. I was bruised. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm, you know, out aging this whitewater rafting. But I like to do those kind of things. What do you like to do? Uh, well, I got a million miles on two wheels motorcycles. So, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't own one at current time. I don't own one, but in the past 12 years, I think I've owned a million dollars in motorcycles. Good for you. <laughs> uh, but that was my adventure. But I learned to enjoy, uh, learn to find enjoyment in things that I love to do. Uh, you know, I mean, I've never learned to play golf or anything like that. Um, you know, one of my closest friends, he plays golf and lives on a golf course now. You know, <laughs> it's like that's just not my thing. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I have like season tickets to watch the basketball, but didn't, uh, the Dallas Mavericks were our big family thing, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's all the interesting things, uh, I've learned to do is I become a, a taster of whiskeys. Oh, anyway, good for you. <laughs> yeah, I love whiskeys and wineries, but anyway, and coffee tastings. So anyway. oh, that's fun. Very yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh. I like fitness of any kind. I'm sort of boring, I guess, with that. I like, uh, kind of outdoor activities spending time with my kids and, you know, and I, I like going out. So I'm glad that eventually we're going to, we're, we're starting to go back out to restaurants and just out in general. I like to travel too. So hopefully I have some good trips coming up. You're doing anything okay. fun for the fourth? Um, actually my, my one renter, 
is a uh, guitarist for a big tribute band here, a Billy Idol tribute band. Okay. And cool. he's got like the uh, the big his band is playing at the one of the bigger stadiums here for the 4th of July. I'm going to go down there because I'm not sure my wife's going to be in town. My wife is off opening new stores for her company after the pandemic. So, Oh, good. Well, yeah, at least like, she's back on the road. Maybe she, she, did she enjoy being home and now it's kind of like, eh. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> she, she switched companies in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, okay. Good for And her. basically she's taking over all of her old company stores. Oh, awesome. So it's been doing really well. The pandemic helped her. <laughs> so hospital gift shops. Oh, Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, she and she's like the number one person in that industry to know right now. Oh, um, yeah, it's it's great being known, being married to a celebrity. But <laughs> you know, hey, <laughs> two celebrities in the family. How can yeah, that's what she says? You know, she says she's married. Uh, anyway, no, anyway, no. Um, but it's interesting some of the stuff we're we're getting to do with uh, with going out. Um, I'm curious though. You said you're going out to eat. What's your favorite place to go eat? Favorite food to go out and eat out? Oh gosh. I used to love sushi um, until I started watching the show Monsters Inside Me. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> no. I, don't it watch like, it. I love don't sushi. Want to I was like, I'm not going to go watch that. Don't watch that one. I really like everything. You know, I love all the food that's bad for you, Italian food and that kind of thing. It's probably my favorite, although I try to watch it. But I'm sort of happy with anything. You know, I can find some good food anywhere. I have one of my daughters is hysterical. Ever since she's been a little girl, she's always got to go to the best steak places. Oh, I've heard this place. <laughs> she's like a little old man sometimes. I've got to go to this steakhouse and this one. So I'm sort of, you know, we kind of switch who's going to choose around here. How about you? I've been, yeah, no, no. I've been fortunate, Charlene. All right. Uh, you know, I lived in Massachusetts and New Hampshire for a while. I've eaten lobster on the coast of Maine. That's a treat. You, if you New England, you know what I mean by good, good lobster. I've had hot dogs in Chicago, another good oh, treat. Oh, yes. All right. Cheesesteaks and the original cheesesteak place in Philadelphia. Of course, I grew up in Pennsylvania. So, uh, and then, you know, uh, one place I don't do is I don't do Mexican food in California. <laughs> There's just bad stories that happen every time I've eaten Mexican food. Now, Texas, I'll eat Mexican food. California, nope, don't touch it out there. Anyway. So, I'm sure I, there's a lot of good restaurants there. there yeah, there's there's good restaurants all over this country. So anyway, and I found a lot of them that yeah. are really really unique. I like going to unique for that area. So anyway, yeah, um, well, I know Charlene, you always have the best time if you ask a local person instead of looking what's on like the recommended tourist. You know, I did that one time. We were at uh, Blog World in 2013 in Las Vegas, and. I was like, you know, I want to go to someplace. I, and I had a friend who lived in Vegas. I called him. I said, hey, I, I, I met this person who's going to be a potential client. Where do I take her for Italian food in town? And he's like, well, I can't really think of a spot. I get into our taxi and the taxi driver goes, listen, I know a good spot. And I'll tell you what, I'll take you there. And I'll give you my number. You call me to pick you up. If you didn't don't like it, your taxi ride's free and I'll pay for your dinner. Oh. And it was a hole in the wow. wall place. That we went to that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So and I, I ended think up. We and got I ended to up the last that, pandemic. Yeah, I was like, yeah, and I ended up getting that client too. So <laughs> that was the cement. Oh, the see, deal. it worked out well all around. <laughs> it was a great meal. <laughs> well, way to way to cement the ca a client deal in. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but I well, know. Always ask your tra taxi driver or Uber, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So. 
Well, it's been fun having you on the show. What is, uh, Charlene, I want to make sure people get a hold of you because there's so much more to you than what we've talked about today. Best website they can get a hold of you. They can get a hold of me on charlenewalters.com. And you can find me on social media I'm everywhere at either C. Walters PhD or Charlene Walters PhD. And I throw the PhD in there because there are a lot of Charlene Walters in the world, but there is only one me. So that's where you can find me. Oh, also, if you're interested in my book, that's another way. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books Million, everywhere books are sold. It's called Launch Your Inner Entrepreneur, and it's on developing your entrepreneurial mindset. Cool. Cool. I appreciate that and uh, appreciate you being on the show today. But before you go, I've got a little quiz I want to play with you to end our show today. Ooh, Nine questions okay. after that. Are you ready to play? I am ready. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, some of these may spike a conversation and some of these may just, uh, okay, uh, and we'll just move on. First one, Star Wars okay. or Star Trek? Star Wars. Star Wars. All right. You didn't see, sound too confident in that. <laughs> yeah. Probably neither of my big thing, but I would say Star Wars. Okay. Um, number two. Okay. You're a girl, so I always like to ask the girls this one. Are you a dress-up kind of girl or yoga pants kind of girl? I think dress-up kind of girl. Yeah. Although I do have my yoga pants moments, but I do wear dresses a lot. And you know what? And it's not – sometimes I just think it's easier – to throw a dress on and look put together. It's almost like wearing pajamas or something, if you know what I mean. Like every time you see me on my podcast, I've got shirts, on, dress shirts on, right? You know? Right. But through the pandemic, I did one speech with my pajama bottoms on. Yeah. I mean, nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. So let me move on and go to this one here then. How about heels or boots? Heels or boots? Heels or boots? I think heels. Okay. You know, down down here in Texas, boots are different than what you think about boots. But anyway, you girls are, I'm a guy who's into shoes. So anyway. <laughs> I love shoes. You know, I have so many shoes that I've run out of room. I've got to like get rid of a bunch of them because there's no more room anymore. I have, uh, I have 14 pairs of cowboy boots. So. Oh, wow. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine. I like cowboy boots. When yeah. I, I used to live in Miami and we were They wearing don't work in Miami. They do. No, they <laughs> they used to anyways. Yeah. If I lived in Miami, I'd be wearing flip-flops everywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, Miami, you're wearing all kinds of stuff. It's a yeah. good place for that. So let's move on to food topics. Taco or hamburger? Hamburger. I am definitely a hamburger and fries kind of girl. I love hamburgers. I could eat them almost every day. What's your favorite? Who? Who? What? What? What restaurant's your favorite hamburger? Uh, lately, oh gosh, let me think. Probably Shake Shack. I've not had a Shake Shack one in a long time. We don't have very many of them down here. But the last time I was up in Pennsylvania, I had a Shake Shack. Yeah. Well, so, pretty good. Yeah. Lately. How about you? What do you like for hamburgers? Uh, actually, Smash Burger. Have you ever had Smash Burger? Yeah, they're really good. There aren't any around here, so it didn't yeah. come to mind. But yeah, really, really good. The two I closest, uh, yeah, closest to us closed. And I'm like, oh, they didn't make it through the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, oh, that, yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Checkers yeah. is good, too. And I think Checkers is gone, isn't it? I've not had a checkers down here and close to us in Texas anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite fast food hamburger? Well, in and out, but McDonald's or in and out is really my two, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I used to like Hardee's, but I was on a road trip last week and I was like, nah. oh, it just was not very good. I don't know if it was location specific, but I don't know. 
I, I was shocked. I was on a trip one time where I was I was driving across the Northeast. I was shocked. I went into a Wendy's. Like the Wendy's not around here are like gross, but like I went into this Wendy's that like the staff was awesome. This you know what I mean? That the food was presentable, the place was clean. I was like shocked. I'm like, oh my God, Wendy's is pretty good, you know? Uh, yeah, I think Wendy's is pretty good. So I don't know. I guess yeah. I guess it depends where you are, really. So yeah, it does. I mean, you know, I grew up with loving McDonald's, and and when I was in my broke phase, the dollar man, the dollar menu at McDonald's is how I survived. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, people are always you know just making fun of McDonald's, and they don't. I, I could live on McDonald's. I don't mind it. You know, I think it's fine too. I'm like you. I guess you know I, it works. My kids refuse to eat at McDonald's, which I think is so bizarre. But yeah. anyways. <laughs> How, how about beer or wine? I could do one or the other. You know, I like both. I kind of go for light beers, which probably isn't going to be your type of beer. But I do. I'm, I definitely am fine with a beer now and again and a wine sometimes. It just depends. So I'm fine with light beer as long as it's like craft brews. It's like this Bud Light, Miller Light. I'm, I'm done with yeah, that. I have beer. the real weak ones like the Ultra or, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, to me, it's like some of the, like some of these, you know, there's tons of like little breweries popping up all over America. They really even, are. Yeah, they are just like awesome. It's almost like wineries popping up all over America. Those are the places I love to go. Yeah. So I used to live in California and there were so many wineries around there. You know, I lived in Temecula and there's like a million. It was just awesome to go there all the time. So, well, how about this one here? Uh, making cookies at home, chocolate chip or peanut butter? Oh, chocolate chip are my favorite. Hands down, that's my favorite dessert. I love chocolate chip cookies. It's like used to be a test when I was dating. Like if I wanted to find out whether a guy really liked me or not, I'd give him this test, tell him to cook me chocolate chip cookies. And if he did, I knew he liked me. And if he wouldn't do it, then I know, okay, he's not He's not willing to put in the effort. <laughs> my, I'm, I love peanut butter. My wife oh, makes me do. peanut butter cookies all the time. But if my okay. wife wanted chocolate chip, I would go make her chocolate chip cookies. See? There you go. It's, so you it's, go it's, past the test. <laughs> yeah, it's that that I love that that scenario because uh, well, first of all, finding out if your man can cook. Right. Uh, my my first wife. This should have been a hint. My first wife screwed up a box of macaroni and cheese when we were dating. <laughs> like directions on back. Pour micro. Pour 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 macaroni in water. Boil it. Drain. Put on mix. It's yeah, it can be challenging, you know, for some of us. I'm not the best cook, so I won't knock her. <laughs> I, I I cook all right for myself. All you right. do? Yeah, yeah. My wife loves to do, and and when we put the we built a new condo, I put the kitchen in specifically so she can have it the way she wanted because she loves to cook and do things. So it's always sampling something. We have dozens of cookbooks, but you know, one we one thing we used to do before the pandemic is every Saturday morning we would go to Starbucks with our our with three or four uh, cookbooks, and we would pick out meals for the week for her to test and do. Oh, and that was cool. like a ritual we did forever until we both were we you know before the pandemic we were traveling heavily. Now after the pandemic she's traveling again, so we don't always do that. But that was our favorite thing to do, and literally she would you know, uh, pick out recipes and she would find a way to make them. Yeah. I, you know, before the pandemic too, I was starting to go to Sir Latov and taking the cooking classes there and I'd bring my girls every once in a while. It was so much fun. Yeah. That's really a great activity. So you guys should do that. When I things actually, get wait a minute. I actually, that was a date with a girl back when I was single as, as we went to a cooking <laughs> class. How'd it go? Actually pretty good. I never did. We never went on a second date, but the cooking class was great. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. How about beach or mountains? 
Beach, definitely beach. I'm beach, 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 beach. But, How about you? Well, don't you live in the mountains? No, no. well, Charlotte's, you know, no. Charlotte, no, mountains, okay, Charlotte. But yeah. I'm not really close. I'm probably like two hours. I just lost you. Mid-sentence. I think I lost you for a minute. All right, there you are. You're back. You're coming. You're coming back. You're coming back. There you are. Are you there? You there? Are you there? We're live. And Char Char Charlene's frozen. Uh, I think we might have lost her. Before the two most important questions. Charlene, come back. There's two important questions we have to ask you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, my timer shows we're still going, but I, apparently we have lost our guest today. And what a shame. This is a fun interview we had today. And Charlene has apparently gotten lost. So anyway, her internet must have just like went weird or something like that. Yep. She, there she goes. And she is out. So we will see if she comes back here. But anyway, guys, I want to thank you guys for coming in here today. All right. Watching our show. All right. And uh, while we get Charlene back on here. All right. Thank you for being our guest today. And actually uh, go check out Charlene Waters at her Walters at her website and find out more about her. Let me bring her back up here and see if this works. Charlene, are you there? Or are you, 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 you internet kicking out? It is just not. Ah. I see your face in the sample, so you know, Charlene, but on screen, you're not. So, so anyway, guys, I, I'm, I, you know what I mean? I'm not sure if she's going to be able to make, be, be back, but you guys can go check her out and find out who she is, more about what she does, all right? In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be up here within the broadcast real soon. All right, I'm Tim Gillette with the Tim Gillette Show. And uh, as always, man, subscribe to where we do our YouTube channel, subscribe to our our, 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 where you get your podcasts, all right? Become a great faithful follower of the show. We want to thank our faithful attendees and the people who come in here on a regular basis. Robert Brooker, I see, who's been in the chat here with us a little bit today, all right? As well as some other people came in here today, Janet and uh, Robert and Walter, who's been on here today. We thank you guys all for coming in. Let's see if we can get her back one more time. How about it now? There I am. I don't know what happened. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay ditched i'd been ditched oh my <laughs> for God. my beach comment right you must like yeah. the mountains better <laughs> uh no nah, yeah um well no i saw i was like the two last questions i have to ask you is like they're, they're they're the ones that i have to wait everybody to get answers from yeah and i was like oh my gosh anyway i'll ask you my last two and then we can say goodbye to the audience so how's that all uh, right next one that i ask people is toilet paper over or under over or under 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 okay <laughs> That's a, that's a question like Ch Charlene. Uh, it, it's sitting on top of the toilet on the back in my air office down or downstairs. It's over because that's the way my wife wants it. <laughs> office, which was the office bathrooms here behind me. <laughs> it's just sitting there. I don't care either way. <laughs> uh, the last question I asked Charlene, I don't know because you're you're a single mom, so I don't know if you. This is a a, a question you even thought about in a long time, but I okay. always ask people boxers or briefs. Boxers or briefs? Boxers, I think. <laughs> uh, no. 
Uh, I had a guy on one time. I had a guy on one time that basically him and I had a 20 minute discussion on the underwear we like to wear and why. And I'm like, okay. only I could have a podcast and I had that discussion with a guy. But then I had a, a girl on. Um, and it's interesting. Some of the stuff you said about dating. I had a girl on. She said, by the by the time he gets his pants off, I hope he has nothing on. And I'm like, whoa, 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 it's a family show here, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, and I've had one lady who basically she was she she does a podcast that's kind of etchy. So I changed the question up for her as to what girls yeah. wear. And I just I don't do that for me. I'm not that. But boxers or briefs always been my last question. And it's interesting that only I could talk to guys about about their boxers or briefs. Yeah. <laughs> What's the most popular choice usually? Uh, nowadays, it's the boxer briefs. It's a combination that people, I mean. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So uh, in the toilet paper Come question, on. I had a girl on from New Hampshire uh, a year ago who, you know, she said, I'm a single girl. If I go to a guy's house and I have to turn that toilet paper from under to over three times, I break up. This relationship's going nowhere. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to mess with her, I guess. You want to make uh, no. sure your toilet paper's in order. Yeah. She, yeah. Her and I would not be dating. I'm just saying, just that would not work out. Yeah. <laughs> I drive her crazy. Well, anyway, so Charlene, funny. tell everybody your website one more time. Both audio and video can hear you so they can get in touch with you. Yeah, definitely. It's at charlenewalters.com. Check it out. I'd love to connect with you. There's a lot of more information on there. Send me a message. And thank you so much, Tim, for having me. This was a blast. Good way to end the work week, right? Yep. Yep. So told you to have some fun on my podcast. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Well, I thank you for being my guest. All right. It's been great having you and taking time out of your schedule today to come out and meet my audience. I appreciate that. So thanks. Uh, Goodbye, everyone. Yep. To you, the audience, guys. Hey, catch us next time when we have another great guest. In the meantime, go check out Charlene Walters. All right. She's a cool, she's a cool people. I only have cool people on my show. So in the meantime, guys, we'll see you next week with another episode. Have a great weekend, guys, and we'll see you.